Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Sometimes we don't realize uh, the impact of some people in our lives until we start to thinking about our lives and what our lives would be like if that person had never come in the picture. You know, it was like this was a defining moment when that person entered your life. Um, This is also true of great leaders in your life. And um, the reason why I'm, I'm talking like this is because just recently um, we lost a an important leader friend and former leader that I used to serve under passed away and um, you know we had sort of lost touch the pandemic was part of the reason and part of it's just because they had moved on to uh, you know another area or another church or something like that uh, And so I wasn't in fellowship with them like I had been. But um, they passed away recently. I had seen them a couple of years ago. Um, I was actually, uh, my siblings and I had taken my mom out for her birthday um, downtown at this really nice restaurant. And we were coming in. This was right when the pandemic occurred, right, right about the time of the pandemic or not long afterwards, because I remember I was still wearing masks and I was still trying to get used to breathing in a mask. And I was like, oh, Lord, I didn't want to go. They had to write, like really coerce me to go to a restaurant during that time because I wasn't trying to go out in the crowds during, you know, when it was still the early stages of the pandemic, when we were still trying to figure out what is COVID. You know, everybody was getting sick. Everybody was dying. And so we just happened to run into her. Um, at this, I mean, on this occasion, we were taking my mom out for her birthday. So we run into her and she has this big, there's this big, um, gathering that she was with at this table, her family and uh, probably some friends, but they were having some kind of celebration too. I don't know what it was, but as we were coming past her to head upstairs, she stops us. She calls my mother's name or one of our names as we were heading upstairs and we turned around and was like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And so we go and hug her and greet her for just a brief moment. And I, you know, I was genuinely happy to see her. And <clears throat> it made me think of whenever I would see her and her family, you know, it was always pleasant memories. It was always joyful memories. You know, as I think back, I don't recall uh, any negative memories of her that I can recall like personally like directly that directly were affecting me I remember her being a no-nonsense person and I remember her being um you know very straightforward very real down to earth but she was always a loving person at the same time and so I was talking to um some uh family members and a friend and I was I was talking about her when I heard that she had passed because I was I was shocked and I've been very quiet you know I I saw I think I saw it online and it made me like (gasps) gasp like oh my god like startled me when I first heard and um I mean it's blown away because 
the person that I know her to be, like I said, was always this loving person. Um, we worked in, in youth ministry at my church. She was our youth leader, one of the best ones we've ever had. We all loved her. We had a great working relationship. The the uh, the um, the members of the youth ministry, we all worked well together. And I just recall her being very, um, she, you know, she was full of ideas and she listened. So there's there's a mark of a good leader, and she was definitely one of them. She listened to the youth. She was always trying to do things that that would appeal to them, but at the same time keeping it holy keeping it real but not trying to you know she didn't just go for anything like this was a christian environment so we were careful to make sure that we adhere to what god would want us to do the way he would want us to teach them like we can't just let them do anything they big and bad enough to do without trying to correct them so she was big on correcting them but loving on them and she would tell them about themselves if they was up to no good you know like i said but you know, she was full of ideas, um, hardworking. We had some really great events. And at the time when I was serving under her, um, I was kind of a, I came on board, I think under her. And my role at the time, I think I was just doing the, the graphic design for the, um, for the uh, ministry, for the youth ministry, um, like our newsletters and things like that. And then I think I eventually started helping with you know, helping to put together the skits and stuff while while we were serving with her. But I was still very much a background person. But she never made you feel unwelcome. She never made you feel unimportant, insignificant. She never made you feel um, like your opinion or your voice didn't matter. She, she listened to us all equally. There was no big eyes and little U's. She loved on us all, um, the, the, the youth leaders and the youth um, you know, she was big about um, interce- interceding for them. If if somebody was going through something, if the youth was having a hard time at school, they was having emotional stuff going on, boyfriend and girlfriend stuff going on in drama, she was big on praying for them and things like that. So I just remember little things like that, key things. You know, she would have us over her house and we would be over there, um, you know, having a good old time with the youth, just, you know, fellowship and eating, dancing, doing whatever, playing games. Um, it, we just had fun and there was a great camaraderie among us all, like I said. And so I have great memories of her. You know, um, nobody's perfect, no leader is perfect. But like I said, there's just a mark of a good leader. They are memorable and they um, uh, grow, develop other leaders like she was grooming us all to be leaders and helping us all to step out and be more um bold because like i said i was behind the scenes very much so then when i was serving with her um but she you know she called on me for what she knew i I was good at she was good at uh, harnessing the gifts that each of us had and using them where it was needed uh in the in the youth ministry so i just i just really um appreciated her leadership and um just the way that she um cared she she genuinely cared for all of us she cared for all of us and she cared for the youth and so 
that's what I remember the most about her. She cared. She genuinely cared for us all. I remember seeing her oftentimes in tears, interceding for somebody, interceding for the youth. Something had happened among the youth, and she heard about it, and she didn't like it, so she went to war for them. We, you know, we would go to the altar and pray for them, and we would, you know, it was a, she, she just, she just had a heart for the youth and a heart for us, and it just made a good working uh, relationship. Our own ideas of what makes a good leader are likely based on our experience from our own perspective, usually. Um, But there are those who actually teach on the subject and have raised up great leaders of their own that we can also learn from. Uh, Case in point, um, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and professional leadership development trainer, Jim Rohn. You've probably heard of him. He's widely recognized as one of the most influential thinkers of our time and seen by many as a national treasure. Um, And Jim Rohn has given us his breakdown of seven major traits that make a good leader. Um, I'm sure there are other traits out there, but I thought these ones that he listed made sense and that they were great to share with you. Um, And it sounds like these are things that will require continual progression and work at them like you have to continually work at them um, to continually progress in these areas but anyway Ron says that a great leader should learn how to one be strong but not impolite or rude two be kind but not weak three be bold but not a bully four be humble but not timid five Be proud or confident, but not arrogant. Six, be humorous or witty, but not foolish or silly. And finally, number seven, a great leader must learn to deal in truth or reality. Um, Other greats greats like Jim Rohn also mention leadership qualities like decisiveness, passion, integrity, good communication, strong values, positive attitude, vision, curiosity, creativity, which I love, empathy, also love, flexibility, etc. All of these are definitely qualities that we should all aspire to, yet she embodied them all. And so when I was at her her, uh, funeral recently, you know, I was listening to everyone talk about her, and I was thinking, you know, it was bringing back some of those memories like I'm mentioning now. Um, and uh, it was so true. Somebody said she was the, she was the um, embodiment of what love is like, or something like that. Or like she was a true example of love, or something like that. And she really was. She really was. You know, you genuinely felt that she cared and that she loved you. Um, it wasn't just, it wasn't putting on air. She genuinely took time out. And I was hearing a lot of the young people, um, you know, different ones of them were saying stuff like, um, she, you know, she had all of us on text. And so you, you could text her. She was texting all of the youth, you know, at any given time, she might text one of them or one of us and just check on us, see how we were doing. Um, 
I heard, you know, I knew she worked hard because I saw how she worked hard among us. But the way they described her in her um, funeral was that she was just working around the clock. And it, it reminds me of some of us, like I be doing that sometimes when I'm doing too much, um, trying to do too many things at once. And, you know, I work well, well into the night and, you know, to the point of exhaustion and to keep going, wake up early and back at it again. So I know that's a bit much. It's a little bit too much at times. And so we got to slow down. And that's if any, if nothing else, the pandemic did that. It slowed us all down. It made us all rest. It made us all reevaluate what we're putting our energy into. It made us all have time with God and have time with one another. We could really think and we could concentrate. We could calm down and focus on what truly matters. Get ourselves back on track. And slow our, slow our pace down take more time to, to, for self-care and family time and things like that but anyway I, I just I just thought about her um, um, and I was really quiet this entire time as I said you know I was hearing a lot of, a lot of people um, you know it was a lot of you know commenting online and you know different ones saying different things and I was very non-verbal about um what I was thinking and, and and part of it was because I didn't realize like I said the impact that she had um <clears throat> and it kind of like hit me kind of hard and so it, it left me kind of speechless at the time because she was still fairly young um and, and when people like that, that that are genuinely kind, genuinely loving, caring people, and you have these great memories of them, and, and, and you know that they're good people, it just startles you when something happens to them. It just startles you because it makes you wonder, like, why, God? Why would you take someone like that? And why would you allow that to happen to them? Why would you take them so young? <clears throat> and uh, But God is sovereign, and he knows what he's doing, and he has his reasons we don't always understand it but God has his reasons for, for doing things uh, like that but um yeah so I was quiet um, because it also got me to thinking about myself and um, how much I love the youth and how much youth ministry has meant to me over the years because you know I was working closely after after this young lady that I'm referring to after she left or step down from her post you know we had another leader a couple two or three leaders after her I believe and um, eventually I was working you know I was on there for many years um, uh, what was that starting in 2000 and I believe as far back as 2005 up till now pretty much no up till about 2020 when the pandemic hit and everything came to a standstill but uh, yeah, I was working closely with our last leader, our last uh, youth leader, and um, <clears throat> so I was like her right-hand man, right-hand woman, whatever you want to call it, and, and so, you know, me and her worked very closely together, and we also worked, we had an entire team, it wasn't just me and her, but I just know me and her in particular worked very close together, and became very good friends, and you know, I've always had this this heart. I didn't I didn't come out um, on the youth ministry focusing on the stuff that we started working on 
uh, in eventually, because I started out, like I said, I started out with doing the newsletters. That's how I came on board, doing the newsletters for the youth ministry. And then I got more hands-on and got more involved, and I came to really love working with the youth and <clears throat> ministering to them, interceding for them, you know, helping to plan events and seeing that they had what they needed and seeing that we got to go fun places together and do things and keep them active and keep them in church and keep them honored and you know recognized in in the ministry and all those types of things keep them connected to one another and to God and I remember her saying to me one time you know I've never seen someone uh with such a love for the young people like I see in you and I was like wow really because um but it's just that you know I was going hard so hard for the youth ministry it was it did become something that I, I loved 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 I was so passionate about it um I ended up you know that's how we, we went into the drama ministry in the church through the youth ministry we started or or took the um the reins of the of the drama ministry under the youth ministry you know we we were still planning a lot of the events and we were still doing the conferences and all the things and trying to keep up with the youth you know if somebody started slacking in school or somebody started slacking in church we would reach out to them and bring them back in you know we did fundraising and all kinds of things um to keep the youth ministry going but you know i was just slaving essentially for the youth ministry doing you know giving it my blood sweat and tears and my time and so yeah I was passionate I didn't realize just how hard I was going until I got to the point of exhaustion and then people would, would, would make note of it and say girl you really you must really love these youth you must really love working in the youth ministry because you really you know give it your all and I was like that's true so to just hear someone say that it just reminds me like wow it is true how much I love the kids and the youth and just um, being a vessel that will pour, be able to pour into them. Um, you know, somebody poured into me when I was a, a youth and a, and, a, and a little girl on up to a teen and a, and a young adult. And so, you know, it's just like giving back, wanting to give back to those um, who were like me, knowing that you needed somebody when you were young. You know, you want to be somebody or you want to be who you needed back then to someone else so just paying it for it so I, I just I don't know I was thinking about um, how fleeting life is and how much we need to um, level one another while, while we're all here not take for granted that tomorrow's promise to any of us um, I don't want us to look look all you know gloomy and thinking the worst and that we won't see tomorrow I don't mean like that but just living life with the mindset that today is is the day that we should make the most of every day like every single day when we're God keeps allowing us to wake up for a reason God keeps allowing us that's a blessing you know everybody don't get everybody does not wake up the next day some people went to sleep last night and didn't see today. So it's a blessing. It's a miracle that we're even, I'm sorry, even alive. We made it through the pandemic. Now we're still at the tail end of it, but we basically have made it through this pandemic for the most part. 
and God still keeps seeing fit to wake us up again. And, um, you know, some of us have had some losses, family members, friends, uh, loved ones who have died during this pandemic and, you know, related to the pandemic or not even having anything to do with the pandemic, but just the fact that so many people have been lost this, this, um, you know, during this time and the past few years. Um, and so it just makes you very much aware of life very much aware of the blessings that you have and the things you take for granted and very much grateful. You know, gratitude is a big deal. Gratitude is major. The more you're grateful for and the more you express your gratitude, the more God is willing to bless you because he sees that you um, value what he's done. He sees that you have a heart um, of thanks and of worship for all that he's done for you. So he's going to keep blessing you the more you grateful and content with what you have so listen it just it just behooves us all to um try best to um you know love on who who is in our space and not just family and not just friends and not just loved ones but even others outside of our circles our little tight tight knit circles and I'm guilty because I'm a very private person and I'm you know is I have very limited people that I let all you know really close in on my space and into my my world just because I'm very private and so I'm guilty of that I tend to keep my circle very close knit and tight very really really tight not just because I'm private but because I've been burned by letting just anybody in my space so I'm just that way not saying I don't you know I don't love on people and let other people um connect with me but I'm just very um protective of my peace protective of my space and so um and my life in general but I'm just saying in light of everything that's happening the world changing all around us and so much has happened so many losses you know so many people have died um just so many things are changing in the world um Some people are feeling alone. Some people are feeling isolated. Some people are sick. Some people are, um, you know, battling mental health issues and, um, you know, just sadness and depression, different things. You know, with everything that's going on, it's making people, people's emotions fluctuate and people, and so it's like everybody needs each other. You know, there's a song by Hezekiah Walker, I Need You to Survive. We, We really do. Like God is our air and God is our source and he's our life, our health, our strength. He's our everything, but he made us uh, human beings. Um, He meant for us to be connected. He said it's not good for man to be alone. So he meant for us to connect. He meant for us to be a community. He meant for us to connect. That's why he put us in families. Um, That's why families exist, uh, because he didn't want us to be alone. That's why husbands and wives exist, because he... You know, man and woman shouldn't be by themselves uh, for life. But if you can't be married, you can at least be friends with someone and you can or be connected to your family. So he wants us to connect. And so if there's, you know, I I hear people say sometimes on the Internet, you know, check on your strong friends. Um, Check on your strong friends. And I'm like, that's true, because some people like myself included, we kind of put on this tarp, this this tough, strong exterior. 
and I am strong I've become strong over the years because I can remember the days when my daddy used to call me he used to call me a crybaby because when I was a little girl I would cry to drop of a hat I, I'm very tender hearted like beneath all my tough tough exterior and my tough persona people sometimes see me like oh she's so strong oh my gosh she's and I am I've become very strong emotionally strong even physically just strong God has made me strong trials of life uh, things I've dealt with it's it's just made me strong but <clears throat> I have a tenderness on the inside that people don't realize I have this very tender heart and I'm glad that I still have even though you know betrayals backstabbing all the stuff that's happened life everything somehow God has still allowed me to to retain a tender soft heart that can be touched by other people's emotions by other people's pain and that's that's important because that means you can empathize but yeah my dad used to say girl you you were cry baby he used to call me cry baby when I was real little because like I said I would cry so easily I mean and I don't mean when somebody teased me I don't mean when somebody hurt my feelings I mean just just you know small things like um like it's just of course if I saw someone else upset if I saw someone else cry or whatever I just had this real tenderness about me and so I've since gotten very much stronger than that though and so I don't it takes a whole lot to make me cry now but I'm just saying as a child that's the way I was very tender so I have this very tenderness you know this very um tender spot on the inside of me um still and I thank God for my tender heart it's tender and so it's like God can reach me because of that tenderness that tender heart we got to be soft before God he he don't want to have to penetrate through this rough iron-like exterior we try to and, fr- and frankly that don't phase God he can see right through it anyway I, he can see right through our armor he know the real us he knows who we are on the inside and so anyway so I was just saying um, check on your strong friends check on those who, who you perceive as strong because they just might be tender and, and just have to just have had to be strong because life has forced them to be strong um, check on your senior relatives grandmoms and granddads great aunts and great uh, uncles cousins check on those who you haven't heard from in a while if someone crosses your mind check on them like every now and again out at random somebody I haven't talked to in a long time will pop up in my mind like oh I thought of you and so I'll be like let me call them let me see if I can reach them um sometimes I don't act on it right then and then I'll get upset later like dang I meant to call them or so who was that that I was thinking about and so it's like if God puts them on your heart he he probably even intends for you to either pray about them pray for them or reach out to them there's a reason he put them in your spirit so yeah during this time when when so much is going on like I said we gotta be um, mindful of each other Um, you know even those who don't always act the best towards you because I found myself doing this lately there are some people who have been who haven't been the best of friends who haven't been so kind to me and um then when I'm around them it's like mm, I feel some kind of way but then it's like the the God in me just rises up again I'm like oh God 
thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the God that's on the inside of me because without you, I would not be able to do that. So I'll go, I mean, I'm hugging my enemies. You know, I'm, I'm praying for those who be hurting me. You know, I'm saying kind words to those who secretly envy me, uh, who think you don't, can't see their shadiness and their, their, you know, <laughs> those who don't mean you well. And I find myself being nice to them and I find myself speaking well of them. Like, have you ever found yourself speaking well of those who have done you wrong? Like, what? I'm, sometimes I do that and I be like, what in the world? Where did that come from? Like, God, is that you talking? Must be you talking through me because I be feeling some kind of way when I get in my carnality. It's like, mm, I don't want to say good things about them. I don't want to. And I'll, I'll rather just be quiet than, than to say something uh, nasty about somebody. I try to just shut up. Just don't even say nothing. <laughs> and then every now and again, of course, we get in our little feelings or we get in our something will trigger us and we might say something we don't mean or or we might say something that we shouldn't say that God would not like for us to say. That makes me think of the scripture um, in the Beatitudes um, found in the Bible, I believe in Matthew 5. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Or blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Or blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. The Beatitudes is a list of blessings that God gives to um, his followers. Um, When he did the Sermon on the Mount, there was a lot of different types of people that followed him, but it it tended to be those who were low in spirit, those who were humble, the meek, the persecuted, all that kind of stuff. Those are the typical type of people that followed him. And so he was given pronouncing blessings because in general, you don't think about people like that as those who are worthy of being blessed. Those who are humble, meek, mourning, um, hunger and thirsting after righteousness. So... You know, like I often say, God's ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. You know, God sees us differently. He looks at the heart. And so if you have that tender heart, that that um, that place inside that people can't always see. Like on the surface, you could see me being one way, but then on the inside, I'm something totally different. You know, just because we dress up ourselves on the outside and we look beautiful on the outside, you might have a dark heart. Or you might not be the most beautiful on the outside, but your heart is the most beautiful thing about you. Or vice versa. That's not to say that you can't be beautiful outside and inside. So I thank God um, when we meet those who, whose heart are so beautiful, whose hearts are so beautiful, whose spirit is just full of love, full of light. And so I've met a few people like that in my life, quite a few people like that. But every now and again, when you meet that person who really... Uh, That light inside of them is piercing. That love is piercing. You are truly blessed. And so um, I pray that I've been a blessing to someone like that because I strive to be a light. I strive to be a vessel of love, a vessel of honor, a vessel um, of God's uh, goodness, of God's spirit, of God's presence, of all the things that embody who God is. You know, if we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we're supposed to be a reflection of him. So I'm hoping that that spirit of God that is on the inside of me has been a good reflection of him and if it hasn't always been great you know I'm striving all the time y'all so we're all works in progress I thank God for him um even imparting his spirit on the inside of me I thank God that I'm saved I thank God that I know him and that he knows me fully and that um he's with me every step of the way
There's room for all of us to shine. There's room for all of us to be blessed. There's this great big world that God created for us to live in. Just, just be yourself in your own area. And every now and again, you might meet someone who does something the same that you do. Because I have other designer friends, graphic designer friends, but we ain't sitting up there competing and, and trying to overpower the other one and I'm I'm gonna I'm try to outdo them. We just in our own area. They're in another area. I'm doing my thing over here. They're doing their thing over there. We don't have to compete. We don't have to envy. We don't have to try to one up the other. Just do what you do where you do it. <laughs> and then let other people do what they do where they're doing it. You know, no enmity. No disrespect. And then this this constant uh, push to to showcase everything. If you're not on blast and in the spotlight with everything that you're doing, and you're not hot, got your highlight reel going every other day or every other week, is something wrong? No, you have life going on. You ain't always posting. You ain't always, um, you know what I'm saying? You, your hands are full. If you if you run a business especially, if you're running a business, your hands are full most of the time. You don't always have time for that kind of stuff. You can do it sometimes. And then that mixed with life, or if you're a parent, that's even more. You know, people have their hands full. Life goes on. Life is going on constantly. So do what you can. Don't feel the urge and the pressure to please people and to please these um, competitive uh, spirits out here that's trying to get you to, you know, just go off to try to, you know, be seen or make a name for yourself. Just do what you do and do it well. Just do your best. That's all. I mean, that's what more can you ask for? That's enough to ask for is to do your best. To work hard, do your best, and then try to push yourself, push yourself a little further as often as you can. But don't let people push you to the point of exhaustion and the breaking points and all of that. It's crazy. So we're coming to the end of the year, and when the end of the year approaches, I'm always trying to see what loose ends need to be wrapped up. I'm trying to see about what plans I got for. The coming year trying to get my stuff in order um so that's where i'm at right now um i wanted to get a at least a project or two done before this year is out so i'm working on that too but listen just do what you can do at your own pace and um just just work it out do your best all right i hope something i've said today has been a blessing to you hope it has encouraged you until next time have a beautiful, blessed, and productive day. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.